An unfiltered, uncensored, raw storytelling podcast. I'm tired and angry, but somebody should be. Welcome to another episode of my Ugly Truth Podcast. Save me a press. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of My Ugly Truth Podcast and today we have a very special guest speaker. He is actually a friend of mine and we met one night just talking and I was like, oh, somebody is talkative like me and we just had a great conversation and it got pretty deep and he's very smart and very knowledgeable and apparently... What do you know? I made a friend that is um, pretty much a dating coach for men out there. So I hope you guys enjoy this episode. If you guys want any of his information, it's in the bio description on this uh, podcast episode, wherever you're hearing it. And also, if you follow my Instagram at Podcast, you'll see his um, episode image as well as his Instagram tag, which is at JohnnyChecks, J-O-N-N-Y-C-H-E-X-X. Hi, my name is Johnny Checks. I, I'm a rapper. This is my first podcast, so I'm not really used to it. I've, I've listened. I listened to the one with Antonio, and I really liked it. Yeah, he's like went up to a girl, and she said, "You're short." <laughs> she said, "Jack, these girls are bitches." <laughs> he hates that. He hates that. And, you know, he thinks he's like the prettiest thing. So anytime you know, he gets a comment, <laughs> he can't roll off of that. He'd just be angry all night. Me and him are from the same hometown. Our hometown is only two miles big. It's really fucking weird how we met. Isn't it uh, Jersey? South or New Jersey, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, I remember you guys yeah, told me about that. All right, go ahead. I uh, also got a YouTube channel. I have two YouTube channels. Uh, one's called Game for Better, uh, where I do dating advice for the modern-day man. Uh, if you guys are interested, check that out. Also, I have my personal channel, which is just Johnny Checks. Post a lot of stuff uh, pertaining to trips I'm going on and festivals and things of, of that nature. So it's mm-hmm. more of a, a personal thing. I just throw stuff out there whenever I want. I'm surprised. Like I'm catching a lot of steam right now. Why? I don't know. Like um, so I did the the video for Okeechobee last year, uh, or a year video, before last. Yeah, and it's, get, it's almost got like 12,000 views on it. When at first, I only had a couple hundred. And I guess because everything that's happening with them changing ownership and whatnot, it didn't happen last year. So that was actually year before last. So this year, everybody's like looking at the videos and whatnot, like one of the highest videos when you Google search. And I'm like, what the hell? What the fuck is this? And I, <laughs> I just logged in. Say that. So tell me more about your rapping, because I know, I know you've sent me some of your music before. Uh, I started way back when I was like in high school and me and my friends were just doing it, you know, just to pass the time. We thought it was fun and whatnot. And then I started looking at like how the music industry was going and, you know, all the new tech that was coming out. Like, for instance, the, the USB condenser mic I'm using that you can just plug into your computer and start making a song within 30 minutes. That mm-hmm. drove my mind crazy. So the other route that I took with it is how do I keep people listening to my content? So I just started getting better and better. And, uh, you know, I released uh, an album, you know, my own produced album a few years ago after I got out of college. And it wasn't it wasn't that great, but it was a start. Mm-hmm. And I kind of took a backseat in my life for the past maybe couple of years. So I just re- actually recorded a song about a week ago that uh, I think I might have sent it to you. I think you did. Is it the one that you had on iTunes? Uh, no, 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 no. Not the one on iTunes. I haven't even, like, dropped this yet. I'm still in the mixing process. No, you did not. You sent me the video, the festival video. That's all you sent me. 
Yeah. Oh, you're going to love this one. Okay. Okay. You're All right. Well, send it. it to me. Another reason that I have this guest speaker on this episode is because he's actually a personal friend of mine who lives in Jack's Beach um, locally from me. So this is how we know each other. And then when we one day, I don't even know how we met. I think we were just drunk and we started talking and then, like you were like <laughs> flowing with my vibe and I'm like, and we started talking about work and then we started talking about rapping. I started talking about my podcast and then we just like, we friends. Yeah, we definitely clicked and then come to find out we're like in the same damn social circle. For real, for real, I know, it's crazy. So before we get into more of the conversation of what the topic is going to be about, tell me a little bit about what you're doing with your Game for Better about women. Give me a little description about that. Is it something about, like, how to talk to girls or what? Just like you and I met, like, uh, there was one girl that I walked up to and we ended up hanging out, kicking it. Nothing happened, but it was a very good vibe. I seen a guy go up and you know trying to hit on her and said something stupid she was trying to be nice but you can tell she wanted to punch the shit out of him and he finally yeah. left you're not talking about me right because no 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 okay, i've seen so you do that i must say because I, I could sworn that this is a situation we were at risk with. yeah i've de- i've definitely seen you do that like a great number of times like cute women always get hit on that's that's the thing that's the thing so stupid shit yeah so stupid and it's like you don't even have to do all that and um i believe i walked up to the girl i was like don't you get tired of that shit i was cringing for you and she just starts laughing her ass off because she knew i understood what was going on i was like i was just gonna say that i was just gonna say i was like she knew she actually liked that you understood her yeah, I understood that. I just didn't feel like it was, you know, the right moment to kind of like pull a girl that night. I wasn't really into it. But, you know, sometimes us guys, we have our mood too. That that simple communication, that micro level communication, it was just more of like a... It was chill. It was very like relaxed. It wasn't like, you know, too straightforward. Yeah. Yeah. And I kept on doing that. No matter what conversation I would have with the woman, I would kind of look for that sub communication to see if we're able to communicate and that would further my interaction with that woman, whether I was trying to, you know, pull some, trying to get some, or I actually like the girl, want to start a relationship, whatever the case may be with any woman I communicate with, because us guys communicate like that. So how do you do that with a woman? Mm-hmm. So today he came up with a good uh, topic. He came up with the topic of what <laughs> um how relationships change you mm. after the breakup all right so um a lot of my listeners already know like about my history so i'm not going to go into mine so if you want to give like a little description of your history and then we can go into both we can compare men and women's side of how it changes us oh yeah oh yeah i'm gonna try to make this short as possible so uh, <laughs> i've had <laughs> You're like i've me. had two relationships and when people hear this they're like what you because you know you see me out talking with people especially talking to girls and you're like only two but my first one was two and a half years in high school and my second was almost six and that lasted from my i think junior or senior year in high school till about my sophomore or junior year in college until up about seven years ago i was dating mm-hmm. i was dating and you know me and this girl we were in love or at least on my end i was you know i wasn't seeing nobody else or doing no player shit or nothing like that i was i was committed to this girl mm-hmm. and uh, things weren't working out as far as you know what really what was the straw that broke the camel's back they would say i i it's one of those things I'm not even sure, but we, we <laughs> you kind of, and me both. Yeah, you're, you're like, what, what happened? Fuck? 
And I think that was due to us growing apart because I was busy with school. I was busy with college. You know, I was also trying to, you know, work on my music career, doing all this other stuff. So I think I wouldn't say my relationship took a back seat, but I wasn't uh, curating that situation as much as I usually would. And that went into, you know, the downfall of it. And I, mm-hmm. it was it was some of the best moments of my life. I can't even lie. I'm not even. Hey, afraid. the fact that you're a man and you can admit that, like, I applaud you. You know, you know, I'm not finna front. I'm not one of those guys like, you know, fuck that bitch. You know, at some at sometimes, you know, I'm kind of mad that the situation didn't continue. But I mean, back then. But you got to kind of let that shit go. And if you really love the person, in the end, you still care about their well-being. If that person died tomorrow, mm-hmm. you're still gonna shed a tear if you truly cared about that person. Actually, but- it's funny you say that. Before you continue, let me ask you a question. Then, with you saying that, which I totally fucking agree, did, have you reached out to her and asked her well-being on the coronavirus? <laughs> nah. Oh damn! Uh, you're just like my bitter ass accent. Nah, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's, it's not that. It's not that. Um, it's one of those weird things, and I'm not a superstitious person at all. Mm-hmm. And we don't have any bad blood between each other as far as I know because here and there on you know Instagram or Snapchat or whatever I may comment on something she did and we'll chat for two or three messages and she'll comment on something I did you know vice versa every once in a while it's not a constant thing so I mean as far as us being cordial it's fine so I don't I don't think there's any bad blood but every time I talk to this woman for longer than I think I would find normal for us to be broken up Mm -hmm. something bad happens to me Oh, oh, dang. See, I never, oh, I've never heard of that. A couple times I lost the job. I got in an accident. It's mm. just, I'm like, How did nah. you put those together? I don't know. Um, <laughs> you just woke up, you're like, dang, I can't talk to you. Anymore. It was just, I was like thinking, like, why is all this shit happening? I think sometimes that's the universe telling you, hey, this don't, is. Yeah, wrong path. Wrong path. And not that I was starting up anything, not that we were, you know, trying to fix our relationship or something like that, but just being cordial, just being cordial. And it's just so weird, like something bad will happen. So, uh, you know, I send her a message, I keep it short. And it's not that I don't want to talk to her and not see how she's doing. But, you know, obviously that's what I have you on, you know, Facebook, Instagram or whatever else for to, you know, just see how you're doing. Right. Just see if you're, you know, posting stuff and you're still alive. No, I get what you're saying. See, at least the fact that you guys can be like civil like see me and my ex um even though he fucking destroyed everything about me at that point in my life he blocked me he's the one that hates me and like and yet like doesn't even fuck about my well-being or my kids well-being i'm just like cool like you know making sure you're alive i go out you know i go and check his facebook from my friend's account and i'm like okay good he's alive like i'm good (laughs) but it's good it's good that you don't block your ex that's good nah that's that's too much energy that's too much energy if you don't mind me asking, what's your sign? I remember you told me, but what is your sign? I'm a Virgo. Virgo. You know, my God. You know how many Virgo <laughs> guest speakers I have? No, for real. 99% of my guest speakers are Virgos. What is that? I think it's an intellectual thing. I, Not to say be. that every other sign is stupid, but I mean, we like to ponder over, you know, concepts you and ideas. You guys though. I will say that. Yeah, it's, it's almost a curse. I know. I, I mean, seriously, you're probably like the fifth or sixth. You know, a lot of a lot of them are Virgos. And I'm, every time I ask this question, I'm like, what sign are you? Every guest speaker is like Virgo. Like, what the heck? Um, so what was your ex sign? Just, just curious. Leo. 
Ooh, see, I don't know much about Virgo. Leo. Okay, okay, damn. I, I, I was married to Leo. He, he cheated on me, but that's all I know about Leos. <laughs> and it's crazy because I'm dating a Leo now. And Ooh. it's like, I see the same energy without the, you know, I want, I'm not going to say bad parts. So it's never, Maybe we're, the we're immature, kids, younger ones, yeah. Yeah, the, the, I see the same, the similarities in it being the same sign, the energy, how, how you know, strong they are. And yeah, I when I met you, I thought you were a Gemini like me because you were so talkative. So I thought you were a Gemini like me, but you were like Virgo. I'm like, Whoa, how are you not a Gemini? That's the ADD, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah that's, that's what that is. <laughs> Get a drink in me and I'll chatter all night long. That's how I am. All right, so continue your story. So you guys um broke up at in your in college? Yeah, when I was in college because who knows, but I, I mean, I just all of a sudden we got into it from what I can remember, we got into it on something. And then I, I was just like, do you want to end this? Like, it, it, you think we should call it quits? Because I don't know. I was just kind of I, I wouldn't say out of my right place in mind, but I was so focused on other things. And it seems like we weren't moving at the same pace and it mm-hmm. just kept being more frustrating and frustrating. And then uh you know, we we didn't talk for a week. Initially, that was I guess that was the the breaking point right there. We were at, like actually broken up, and then I had I don't know I had some time off and was thinking. Part of those changes are you realize when you're in a relationship you don't have a whole lot of alone time as you usually do, and that's a good thing and that's a bad thing. But when you're going through that breakup process and that. You know, 15% of your time, you have everything else. Especially at that wrong. age. Yeah, at that age, you're looking forward to that with that person. Mm-hmm. And then I'm sitting down and I'm like, what the, f- what, what, why my girlfriend ain't texting? What is this? Mm-hmm. Oh, shit, we broke up. So I'm immediately calling her back, uh, texting, hey, uh, sorry, da, da, da. It's, it's uncomfortable. Yeah, it's, I'm, I'm not comfortable. This space isn't comfortable for me. And I immediately ran back instead of reevaluating it. And I'm glad she said no. I applaud you. If you're listening, I applaud you for saying no. Because we were together for a long time. We were kids. We needed to grow. We needed to grow. But that time period after that was rough. And those are changes I'm going into. It's rough. You're used to having that buddy with you, that companion. Your best friend. Yeah, your best friend. When you're in a relationship like that, that's exactly what that is, your best friend. That's what I, uh, there's a quote out there that says, when you break up or when you end a relationship, you don't lose your lover. You lose two people. You lose your best friend and your lover. Like things, when good things happen after that, you're like, I want to tell them and you can't because those two people are not there. Exactly. And and that's part of the reason why I don't go back and try and really like deeply reconnect with her because I'm not even sure if I like this person who I'm looking at now. Like we learn different things. I'm not saying I dislike her, but I don't know her. I mean, y'all are probably different people now. Exactly. We don't know each other. I've had life experiences that has changed me and she as well. So we may not even connect on the same thing. Like, Is you know, how I, am. Uh, I think so. I think so. Uh, okay. I'm not well, sure. Well, see, that's good that you I mean, if you think so, that means you haven't bumped into her, which is a good thing, because mine's a thousand miles away. So it, it was honestly a good thing him leaving. At first, I thought it was horrible, but it's a good thing that he left and went back to his hometown. But then it sucked because I was stuck here with the memories and people asking me about him. But now looking back, I'm like, thank you, Jesus, because if I had to see you and your girlfriend now, I'd probably fight someone just because, like, I have so much anger for all, like, how he hates me, you know. So it's good. It's sometimes good not to have them around. Well, I actually did bump into her. 
after not it, it was weird because me and her i'm not gonna say are polar opposites but we have different habits we have different things we do and i'm a i'm a club guy i'm a i'm gonna go to the bar every weekend have fun chilling with my people as well i'm not gonna say she's a homebody but she spends more time with her her family and going to church and stuff like that so mm. the, it's it's rare that i bump into her right. i think it may only happen once or twice like I a celebration only- with her friends or something yeah yeah, and um, I walked past her once, like maybe a year or so ago after our breakup, and I don't know. You know how girls do that thing where they see you, and they deliberately walk by you with with the chin up. You you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, like like I'm gonna walk by you, act like I don't see you, but we both know I saw you. Yeah, I I didn't see it at all. <laughs> what I didn't see her at all. I seen I seen her, the back of her head because her mom walked by me and she Ooh. waved, hey. And I was like, what What the fuck? I was actually talking to a friend. We were at, might have been at One Spark. And this was a while ago. That was the first time I bumped into her after the breakup. And uh, it was like, what the fuck? Ugh. And How'd then the mom, I was like nervous, but she was gone. Like, it was not a stop and say hi. She was like, hey, Marion. Her mom said, hey, Marion, walk by. And that was it. That was it. Oh, I, bet I, you, I, I bet you put you in a funk for the rest of the day. Um, I was very That's- confused. Yeah, like, what the fuck was that? Yeah. I didn't know what to feel. I didn't know if I should stop and say, hey, turn around. I was definitely thinking about it. Me being a Virgo, I was thinking about it for a while. Like, I don't know. Because <laughs> I felt like that was a reach out, you know, hey, look, I'm here type thing. But I don't know. I could be wrong. I don't know. I, I definitely could be wrong. Like, but let's see second, if he reaches out. Yeah, yeah. But the second time, and I, I refused to at that point. Like, I was I was like, totally, I'm, I'm trying to get over this. I'm, I'm living my life. I'm having fun. But the second time I ran into her, which was like... uh maybe like a year or a year and a half ago. And this is after everything is over. Like I said, this is a year and a half ago. This relationship was probably almost seven years ago. I actually ran into her at the bar. Mm. And that's when I got nervous because I literally had not seen this girl since we broke up in that walk by. So mm. <laughs> I'm like, oh, shit, we in the same bar. Um, <laughs> Fuck. I'm like, how am I supposed to feel about this? This is a set of emotions that I haven't ran past. So how should I act? And me, I'm that type of person. I'm like, okay, I'm going to hit it head on. I went over and said, hey, just seeing how you how you doing. She was with a boyfriend. I was like, oh, I seen you on Instagram or whatever. And yeah, I was, I was just being cordial. Like, I'm not going to be that person that just ignores you or act like there's a problem or make it like a I, Clearly, I know you. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to make it a weird space. Like, fuck that. That's. It doesn't do any of us any good, but uh, and that she was just like, "Hey, smile." It was just short talk, and I walked off. Like it was no big deal. So she uh, moved on. She is she still like, dating someone? I, I believe so. I believe so. Oh, okay. Handsome right. guy. Handsome yeah. guy. Okay, we'll see. You know what? Kudos to you because I fucking hate my ex's new girlfriend because she's a bitch to me, and I have all reasons to hate her because she's really mean to me. But the fact that you can say that, like, kudos to you because um. I, I think that's very mature of you and very respectful and she should appreciate that. So that's good. Um, but, uh, so that, how long ago was that? So how long did y'all break up? Man, uh, maybe like 2013. Okay. See, cause I met my ex in 2013. We broke up two years ago, so it's a little fresher. <laughs> yeah. It's a little fresher for you, but I mean, the, I, the breakup, my response to the breakup lasted much longer. I'm starting to, mm-hmm. okay. The, the longer you're in the relationship, it takes at least half that 
time to kind of be flushed of that emotional attachment. Okay, well, that makes sense, because mine was almost six years, and I'm going two years, and I'm not, I wouldn't say stuck on it, but I'm very, like, stuck on the fact that why does this person hate me when I should hate them kind of thing, you know, and why are they so mean to me, and why, like, like just kind of, I guess I never got closure, I don't even know closure is a real thing, but it's the fact that, like, I, if he was acting like you did, it would be so much easier, like, respectful and nice and, like, not, you know, not hating and stuff. It would be so much easier to get over it. But the fact that it's not, it makes me question everything. Because I'm all up in my head. I'm an air sign. <laughs> well, I had to – I had my, my period. I had my period of time mm-hmm. where I was, like, very pissed off with her. Like, sometimes I was kind of like, fuck her. For a while, I had her blocked. And I was like, there's there's – there's no point in this. And I would see her name when I would look at my block list for other stuff. It's like, there's no point in me harboring this emotion for a person that, you know, I had a good time with Mm -hmm. for the times that we did have, there's, there's no point in having this hate in my heart. The only thing it's going to do is make me feel terrible and make me harbor more hatred or anger toward the next woman I date. I don't want to move on like this. I don't want to do that shit. So I, I let go of that shit. And, you know, it's whatever. And like I said, I hope she's doing good. I hope she's doing great. That's, that's the only good. thing that's you can awesome. hope for a person that you're with. Right, because they taught you things, you know, that now you can bring it into your new relationship. So uh, so with, so with when you realize, like, I need to get out of this crap, like, okay, so how did this relationship change you? How did it, how did you start healing from it? Um, a lot of alcohol. No, I'm, I'm <laughs> No, it was more so, like I said, the the emotional attachment of having that buddy always with you. Mm-hmm. That part had already begun because I was by myself most of the time. I had to go to work. I had to go to school. But mm-hmm. it's when I wasn't doing something, especially when I got out of school, and I had all the I had all of this free time. When you didn't have distraction. When I didn't have like you know positive distractions and now it's like okay now i gotta deal with this breakup because Mm -hmm. i'm i'm still hurt it's just i couldn't pay attention to it because i was busy even when the breakup happened it was like okay i'm just keep my head down and keep moving Mm -hmm. and i found myself like over a year later kind of breaking down about it because i was going through all the thoughts all the conversations that we had and i'm like why didn't i say this why didn't i correct that Mm -hmm. you know why didn't I tell her this about this. Why didn't I ask of her this? And you start to learn through those things that it's a learning process. You can't be so hard on yourself. Right. Like if you start being hard on yourself about why you didn't know, you're only going to stress yourself out. Thing is, okay, what are you going to do in the next relationship? Right. Exactly. Like now, now that you know this, like what will you do on your next relationship? And you know, then there's some things that like, just like you said, like, I'll think back and I'll be like, damn, if I didn't act, if I acted a little bit colder and I wasn't so always giving my feelings out, maybe, you know, if I acted a little bit like have them chase me, you know, but I, I that's just who I am. Like, I'm an overpouring person with everything, whether it's, you know, speaking or, or my feelings. And, you know, I'm not going to get and sit there and regret being like that, you know? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Don't regret yeah. ever giving because you shouldn't ever you shouldn't giving is from the heart not of the pocket not not out your bag not not the money they give you or or you give them or anything it's not that it's because you like this person you wanted to bless them with something from you Mm -hmm. and that's your emotion your love why should you ever take that back now maybe there's certain ways that 
you could, uh, you know, fix that for them to accept more. Because I don't know if you ever read the book, The Five Love Languages. Is oh, it five yeah. or six? Yeah, that was I, very important. Oh, mm-hmm. man. I was, uh, I'm a affirmation and quality time. And he was acts of service and quality time. Or an affirmation, I'm sorry. So we both had the affirmation. But he was like, he would show you by doing service. And I would be like, um, all, all about wanting to spend time. If you, if you wanted to spend time with me, it meant that I was loved. Yeah, yeah. I'm acts of service, and I think uh, the companionship, the quality time type person. Yeah, yeah. A lot of guys are acts of service, yeah. We had that, and I think that's what kind of started ruining things for me is when I wasn't able to open myself up for that because I was so busy, so I wasn't getting part of what I needed in a relationship. And I had to, you know, I had to deal with that because I already knew that wasn't my fault, so I never put that on her. But like I said, as far as why we broke up, I have no idea. But it, it changed to a point to where I was dating. So I said I was dating when I was young. Mm-hmm. I'm like 23 when we break up. Yeah. She, yeah, yeah. So I'm also if I was feeling like a virgin in the game when I when I got out of this relationship. Right. Like this is what it is to be single. Right. Yeah. This is how do you do this shit? Because you're not a kid anymore. The same shit doesn't work that you did when you were a teenager in school. You you can't, you know, slap a, a girl on her ass and have your chest around a courtyard. Then you actually just ask for a number. No, that's that doesn't work anymore. You can't. You got to put effort. <laughs> you got to put effort. You actually got to talk and things. So I went through. Um, I don't know if you know, I started doing uh, pickup arts, the Venetian arts, like uh, like how Hitch was how cool Hitch was, but he couldn't get his own shit together. But he learned to a certain point. Doing like a like a service for other men? Well, I'm doing that now. Okay. I had to do it for myself because I mm-hmm. thought I was broken after the relationship. I had to go through this whole 360 of learning, hey, there was nothing wrong with me. It was just I was young. So I went through the whole part of I first needed to get myself back out there because I'm a relationship guy to be totally honest like I've had my girls and and you know it's fun but at the end of the day I crave that companionship of you know going to to Universal Studios with your girlfriend or going on a camping trip things of that nature and you can't do that when you're just slinging dick at the club like it's not the same (laughs) no you're right because they say um it it's not who you spend Friday night with it's who you spent Saturday morning with yes no I get it and exactly. um and were you saying you getting into that is is exactly it's funny how you say that because I feel like a, a lot of artists or a lot of book authors or or people that are in any field that like media like or podcast whatever that I've had on my uh, podcast they'll say you know the reason why I started my business is because I needed that like for me I started this podcast because I wanted to help others that I needed the help when I was going through that breakup healing part so when you are doing that helping others because you are needing to heal that in you it's how you know what you can't practice you preach. Yeah, and they say what they say teaching only makes you better. Oh, damn, I didn't know that one. I like that. <laughs> yeah, teaching only makes you better. So I'm learning things on communication from people that I, I don't have any classes yet. Maybe I'll do it soon. But guys that my friends that are asking, well, how do I talk to this or how do I approach this situation? Every time I talk to them, I'm learning different steps in communication, how to better express myself to another person mm-hmm. to, so I can communicate those ideas. And what that translates to is when I'm talking to a woman, how I communicate my ideas to her if I'm interested in her. Right. The, because we're all so, better at giving advice than taking it. So when you're giving advice, you're like, damn, I'm going to, I'm going to take that advice next time I'm in that situation. Yeah. 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 I got a friend that, um, he's, he's a little farther 
on that on that learning curve further down that learning curve than me as far as starting and uh i'm a little bit rough on them because i'm used to communicating with other guys who've been past a certain point and my girlfriend tells me she's like you you're being hard on him you gotta understand he's not like you i'm like yeah but babe he's just doing this shit and <laughs> yeah uh, you, can't, like, you gotta give him the guidance but at the same time you gotta give him free will man <laughs> you gotta give him free will you gotta give him free will and it helps you like i said communicate to other people who maybe are in that same stage and then you learn something clicks in you and you find out another fundamental lesson in what you're teaching. Yeah, that's actually that's actually really good. I like that. Damn, you're gonna have to. Get, whenever you start that shit, I would start off with some ebooks at first, like free ebooks, and have people like, gain an audience, and then start it from there. But whenever you do start it, let me know because I know, um, I know some guys that listen to my podcast, and <laughs> I think a lot of us girls would want guys to actually benefit from that. <laughs> Oh yeah, oh yeah. That's what I'm telling telling my buddies. I'm like, listen to girls more. And he's like, uh, well, why would I listen to girls when they lie all the time? I was like, this is why you need to listen to girls because you think they lie all the time. You're not really listening to what they're trying to communicate to you. It's very easy than that if you just shut the hell up and listen long enough. They're gonna tell you what you want to hear, just like we tell them all the time. Mhm. And now, I think a lot of things that you're gonna come across too is that you are actually very smart and knowledgeable with what you're saying right now, because I'm going to give you, I'm going to tell you right now, a lot of guys do not think like you and a lot of guys are not at your level. So a lot of people, I feel like you'll be coaching or like helping out with the situation. You're going to see that a lot of them won't admit to their shit or they won't admit to like, like you have to be kind of like awakened to do this stuff. Like you got to own up to your shit and be like, okay, why am I talking to these girls so upfront and so like, sexual or so rude like this like some people were like some guys just they think they're hot shit and they're just not gonna change that about them but like it's good that you're not like that but it's like i think that a lot of guys out there will they just have a way of doing it and they think that that's the only way of doing it well they're really protecting their ego yes it's all about ego and at the end of the day they're just like pride and ego and if they can get a hot chick to have around their arm as a trophy girl like that's all they care about it's like when does that actually change yeah when does that change and that's what Fortunately, I never went through because the girl I was with, she was gorgeous. The girl I'm with now is gorgeous. But I've always had, you know, beautiful women. So the next girl, there wasn't an ego thing about it because I didn't have a girl anymore. No, no, I get what you're saying. And some people are just not like that, I guess, either knowledge or spiritual level like I've gotten so much into my spirituality after my breakup and when I say spirituality I don't mean religion I mean like I got really into like um you know meditating manifesting and all that stuff and I got into um you know I have some a lot of my guest speakers are spiritual teachers or tarot readers and you know then I started learning about you know the 5d and then the 3d and all that stuff so i'm like all up in that like i love i enjoy it but when i talk to somebody who's not at that level or knowledge level i'm like okay yeah i can't talk to you it's difficult you gotta you gotta kind of digress and figure out okay where was i when i was hearing about this shit and then communicate to them yeah you have to be ripped out of your you have to be at a vulnerable place like after your relationship you have to be at a vulnerable place where you're like ego is not going to help me in my situation right now to actually get out of like you could tell those guys that hit on girls like that are not experienced a relationship because if they were they would have been at that phase where they got their ego stripped and they were able to be like okay i need to go different about it yeah yeah they can cool down they can see that okay i don't i don't need to do all this if i can be transparent in everything i say then that will go across a lot cooler than me trying to say something witty to try and to neg her 
Right. Away. You can't teach someone that you, they have to go through it and they have to understand it. Like, like for example, that, that, that person that you said that you're helping out and your girlfriend's like, you're being too hard on them. Like you can't teach him that he's going to have to go through something to learn that on his own. It's weird. And it's, it's, it's so weird that you can't teach it. And, and for about a month I was trying to like, bro, you can't, well, how do I do it? And it's like, ask him the five whys. Oh, that's another thing. He wouldn't do it. He wouldn't exactly. do it. <laughs> he doesn't know why he wants yeah. to girls. So it's probably yeah. not a good reason. I can't, I can't say it's not a good reason. Even if you just want to have sex, what's wrong with just wanting to have sex? Right. No, that's nothing wrong with that. But if you're going to someone for help, I, I want to learn how to talk to girls. Okay. So why do you want to learn how to talk to you? You want a relationship better? Do you want to get laid more? Do you want to be more social? Like what is your reason? What's your end goal? What's your end goal? And that's, that's the basis of where I started at that. I got from those, got from that dark spot I was in in my relationship life to where I am now because I had to figure out what do I want? I remember my first book was um, The Secret by Rhonda Bryne. When I got done mm. with this breakup. You're the second guest speaker to bring that book up in this podcast. You know Mike Busey? He's like the part, the biggest party house in and. Florida, like it's like the, it's <laughs> yeah, a Playboy hat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's my he's one of my guest speakers. I actually went to the Sausage Castle and interviewed him, but he he mentioned yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. It's funny, it's funny you mentioned oh, that. Go man. ahead. Man, I've been wanting to hook up with that guy for a while and throw a rager. But, hey, he always invites me. You know? He said for every guy that I want to bring, I got to bring ten girls. So I was like, fuck. Easy, we got that. We oh, got that. Okay, you, you might have to help bag. me with that. We got that. We got Done. that. Yeah, he texts me all the time about his parties. I'm like, I'm not going by myself. Yeah, I wouldn't dare have someone go to that by themselves, not even a guy. Yeah, it gets pretty fucking well, weird. We're going to have to plan that whenever this coronavirus bullshit's done. We have to plan But yeah. Yes. yes, yes. Secret by Rhonda Bryan. That book taught me so much in a short period of time. And that's the shortest book I have ever read close to Goosebumps. So when I tell guys <laughs> to read this book, I'm like, no, no, I, I, I go and buy the book for them or at least give them an ebook. And I'm just like, look how many pages are in it. You know, reading a book is very is very much a challenge for most people nowadays because you're mm-hmm. on your phone. You're you're constantly receiving and getting information, that instant gratification when you want it. So reading a book is like, damn, this is homework. But when I show them the pages, I'm like, bro, it's only like I think it's only like 200 pages or something like that. Get that audio book. <laughs> yeah, yeah, get the audio book. Sign up for the free Audible descript, uh, the subscription yeah. and then change Listen your email when your you want to do one. You, while you shower, while you get ready. Yeah. Yeah, but I read that book and it was teaching up. I read it like four times. I'm gonna read it. I'm gonna read it. But it, yeah, right, so cool. it, it really gets you into your like. I heard it gets into your like spirituality. Makes you re- it makes you think of the beyond. You know, you're like, damn. Yeah, it and it starts to really center it all on you. Everyone's we all try and say people are self-centered, mm-hmm. but no, we're actually not as self-centered as we think because we're not doing everything that's beneficial to ourselves. If we were, people wouldn't be in as many problems as they would be. They wouldn't be making the decisions at the end of the problem because they made the right decisions at the beginning of it if they were, you know, truly self-centered. And this book really teaches you about, you know, overall, you know, what energy are you carrying into a situation? Well, the energy that you're carrying into it is what you're going to get out of it. The mm-hmm. law of attraction Damn. says, hey, whatever you ask for, they're going to give it to you. Whether you don't ask for it, they're going to give it to you. <laughs> you know yeah, I mean? no, I've had a guest speaker. Um, She's a manifesting coach. And she said this one thing that blew my mind. I, we're talking about law of attraction. 
um, and talking about career wise. And I said, okay, Mm -hmm. I am a very optimistic person. I want to manifest that. But what if I know that I don't have the funds to get all those marketing and all the things? And she said, it blew my mind. You've got to stop thinking that you having funds like that is the only way to get to that. I'm like, woo, damn. Yep. Absolutely. Like you got to change your mind. Of the, like, you got to stop thinking there's only one way to get to that. You can think there's other ways to get to that. But you thought that by having thousands of dollars is the only way to get there. That's not the only way you can make your career go big. And I'm like, wow. Exactly. Exactly. One of the biggest things that I figured out from it uh, is more along that line. But it's it's where I had to figure out is what would be my position on all of this? Mm. Uh, say I want. You know, I want to do YouTube, make $100,000 within a year. But why do I want to make those $100,000? There's this thing I learned at work because I do have a regular job. I'm not out here rich. Me too, dude. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> we say, essential. Say, exactly. They say, say, say why five times. Ask why to the answer of that question. Ask why to the answer of that question. Ask why to the oh, answer of that okay. question. Mm-hmm. And what happens is, well, Miriam, why do you want a hundred thousand dollars? Hmm. I ain't even thought about that. Well, I thought a hundred thousand dollars would pay for the dream home and vacations I want, and you know the Bugatti I would want outside. I don't even want a Bugatti no more. I just, I just want a Veyron. That's a Bugatti. I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you right. No, I'm gonna tell you. Right, you're totally speaking to me right now because this is something that I. This, I'll tell you afterwards. But you're totally speaking to me right now that I've been wondering about why do I want certain things. But keep going. You're making a very good point. Yeah, it keeps it keeps compounding. And <clears throat> it, it, why do I want a Veyron? Like, what do you have to prove? What do I have to prove? And it's 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 not really I had anything to prove. I just thought it was a nice car. So. In the book, they start talking about how to manifest these things. And I start thinking, do I really want a Veyron or do I just want a fast car right now? Mm-hmm. And that's how I got my car. I used to have a 350Z. I got in a real bad accident. Oh, 350Z is one of my dream I cars. It. And they got the 370s out, but there's something about the 350s that just, I agree. I'm going to buy another one. I might have both of them, but, you know, my 350 is going to be the everyday driver. I went out and... I start saying, okay, what about this do I want? I ask why again. And then I got in the car and I was like, hmm, I just wanted a fast car. I like the way this feels. In some situations, like let's just revert it to a female. If I want, let's just say I want to have $100,000 and why do I want it? Because I want to be able to, um, you know, buy whatever I want and I want to like have this image. And it's like, why do you want that image? And it just ends mm-hmm. up being like, oh, my insecurities are about to pop out. <laughs> But why are your insecurities popping out? Right. <laughs> you got to keep going. And you, and people that do this, you'll learn they speak in a different way. They'll say shit like, well, why do you want it? And I'll ask, why don't you want it? Well, What's wrong with yeah. me wanting it? Well, because your re- the reasonings that you're giving are actually legit good answers. Not everybody have good answers like that. That's why. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But this this book is it's off the chain, dude. I'm going to get this after this phone call. Uh, so immediately after I read that book. I went test driving cars because I didn't have a car after college. I, I read the book and I say, OK, they say manifest is part of part of manifesting is doing. So let me go check out some of my options right now and see what I can manifest. So I'm looking at cars and I see I was looking at the Veloster first and I'm like, I'm really not a hatchback guy, but it's good. Went out, look at it, test drove it. I was like, OK. I, and I start learning about how the finance process works. 
And I'm like, that's not helping me. So through this whole process, I start learning about all these things and what that was doing was manifesting this. Putting your you energy towards it. Putting your energy toward it. And we're I'm riding home with my, my mom one night. I think it was after work or something. I'm telling her about the car. She was like, you ain't got no money. How are you going to get it? I was like, mom, let's just go check it out. Stop being so negative and killing yeah, my vibe. Stop, stop killing my vibe. Let's just go check it out. We go to the dealership. Uh, the dude throws a price at us. And my mom, knowing a little bit about the pricing of cars, not necessarily the whole financing part, even though she does know what she can get on. Not, she's not an idiot. But mm-hmm. she's like, eh, we're not paying that much for that car. No. So we dropped it down maybe like three or $4,000. Mm-hmm. See, I'm doing all this, not knowing how this car is going to come. And all of a sudden, one day we're checking it out. Mm-hmm. So then next day I say, let me try this out. I believe I got this. So I asked my homeboy the next morning. I was like, yo, King, I think I'm going to get this car. And he's like, what? Because I had told everybody I wanted a sports car after college. That's the crazy part. I was like, I want a sports car. He's like, you want a sports car? I was like, yeah, I want a sports car, dude. What's wrong with that? I'm like, that's kind of wild. You just get out of college. You got student loans and shit, but okay. So I'm dropping me off, and I'm sitting there for about four hours, and then after that, I pull off the lot with it. Mm, damn, look at you. But it's just when I lost it, I was just like, oh, shit. And I was beating myself up over it me because too, that was my yeah. dream car. And then this was right around the time I was talking to my ex. Wow, that's funny. That's how this whole thing goes around. It's like, okay, we're going to get back to the topic. Yeah, yeah this is this is around that time. And then shortly after that, lost my job. I was like, oh, oh wow. Oh, my God. This... You're, still, you're telling my story. Yeah. yeah. I'm just like, man, this shit sucks. You know why? You know why that happened? Because your vibe was so low, and that's all you were attracting. You were, like, for example, like when I lost him, I got a fucking great job. I was making good money and I lost it because I wasn't concentrating. I was late all the time and I was crying at work all the time. I lost that. I lost my apartment because I couldn't afford it. And then I wrecked my Mustang a month later. I didn't even want to get out of bed, but it was because like, I was like, well, what is, I lost him. I like, what do I have to live? And God's like, really? Okay. So, you know, took my job, took my apartment, took my damn car. And then I was literally walking to Publix with my kids to get like the basics. And I was just like, wow, how the fuck did I get here? But I'm learning yeah, from it. Yeah. You know? That's exactly how it happened. Hey, wow. you got it's an uphill. That's when I opened the book again. I think that was the second time I, re- I read it. So I can kind of compare it to like a superpower. And, and we'll get back to the topic because this really yeah, has yeah. to tie in with it. It's like a superpower. I woke up every morning when I first learned about it, the law of attraction from the book, The Secret by uh, Rhonda Bryan. And like still laying in bed when I wake up in my eyes, I'm like staring at an imaginary iPad and I would click off everything I wanted to happen that day. And it's not big things. There were little wins. And it was like I was practicing a superpower. So everything that I would click off would happen or at least it would happen a day later. If I needed something to come in the mail, it would show up. If I needed a parking space when I went to Walmart to go pick up groceries, it it happened. So I was doing all of this and I'm like, okay. Let me apply this to my dating life. So what do, what am I working with right now? I'm single as fuck, still living with my mom. I stayed with my mom while I was in college. Mm-hmm. And I want a girlfriend. I want my own apartment. I want to be stable, you know, independent, everything that a guy should be at my age. So I went back on it, went back mm-hmm. on it, start going around, uh, making friends at school and whatnot. Before you know it, every time I turn around, we were going out. And that what kind of started the whole pickup thing. Cause at the same time, 
I started going on the internet because I wanted to change something about my dating life from what I read in this book. I started looking up things online about meeting women or whatnot. Mm -hmm. So with this, I'm manifesting this relationship that I currently have. I'm learning, I'm meeting women, things aren't going right. I'm not getting laid, but I'm learning a whole lot to the point where I'm able to walk up and talk to you without, you know, breaking a sweat. When most guys can't even do that. I know. I've heard that. I've actually had someone tell me that. They're like, you would be surprised how many friends I have that don't go up to girls, not because they don't want to, but because they're so scared. I'm like, you you guys look the coolest. We have a friend. We're in a bar one night, but he sees a baddie. When I tell you this girl is gorgeous, I was like, bro, just go up and talk to her. And I'm not saying that like it's the easy thing, but the, it's that of putting just, one foot in front of the other. I know he'll be fine because we go out all the time. This is not some random thing that's just happening we do this all the time mm-hmm. nah he's like nah i'm like why he's like nah it ain't the right moment it's like bro you are bullshitting with me right now really kidding me like ass is not finna go over and talk to this guy he's like nah i'm good and i was like wow you, you wouldn't believe that all these guys have that same problem you wouldn't believe how often this happens with guys and it's sometimes it's the most handsome guys i looked at that and i'm like i'm fucking winning right now and i went from being this guy that when i first went out to the bars you know my heart was like pounding just trying to talk to a girl so i would go out and get sloppy drunk sometimes just to do it and then start working out what it gave me was some graphics experiences on how to talk to women now that i'm older what women respond to what women like what women don't like what you can play with and toy with and try out like what i call hat tricks yeah that you know now it's like yeah all about your energy how it goes and like i said coming out of that relationship it had changed me to a point because that commitment had me stuck and i couldn't move i couldn't do anything i was afraid to talk to women i was damn near afraid to talk to other guys and it wasn't anything she did but you like i said it's that that emotional attachment that's still that monkey on your back. Exactly. I couldn't bitch to anybody about being single when I was ruining my chances by going out to a bar four or five days a week and not talking to a woman. That's the biggest thing I ever seen. Men or women, don't don't come to me bitching about being single and there are no guys and there are no girls. If you aren't, you know, taking the opportunity to connect with the one that's standing right next to you. Right, right, right. So when you notice that relationship again now getting out of this relationship being single being on my own now i think i'm ready to want to date let's figure out how am i going to do this and then that's when you started doing that that's when i started doing a pickup learning about picking up pickup and whatnot being a pickup artist venetian arts uh the art of attraction that's a very good book i forget the author's name a lot of guys have that book but a lot of guys don't read that book (laughs) they don't read the book because i'm like you got that there you you suck that's your Bible right there. What are you doing? That's your that's your Bible. Another one I uh, read, which was very good, that taught me how to communicate between men and women after I, I got out of my broke up, breakup was um, The Way of the Superior Man by David Data. Okay. What is that about? It's about how to deal with life, love, and your job when it comes to your relationship. That's a good and, book for a lot of men, because I feel like a lot of men have that, you know, like not being sexist, but I feel like a lot of men have a hard time with that. It's it's very hard. It's very hard because mm-hmm. we're we're trying to listen to our woman and see what they want. But one thing about men and women, we don't communicate the same way. We yeah. can tell the truth, nothing but the truth. 
but the way we communicate and the order not if we care not about things the order that we care about things are sometimes yes yeah, not yeah, yeah, saying or maybe opposite it's still on a spectrum of what we care about but it's the opposite that goes below this and it's not always sex isn't always the high point the the biggest thing but it's definitely in our top two yeah i'm even you know even girls like you want that intimacy you don't want to just sleep around and be like wow that was why did i even do that it wasn't even like what i passionately want a book teaches you about when your woman's saying something or for example uh and i'm not saying all women are this i'm not trying to compartmentalize women i would never do that Mm -hmm. but men were very analytical while women they're more uh emotionally intelligent they're a lot more emotionally intelligent because all their life they had the acceptance of you know working with emotions and expressing emotions and talking men we don't we didn't have that yeah hey what you crying about the girl for stop being a bitch man so Mm -hmm. with that said we we're not learning to think emotionally to communicate in certain ways with our women when we get it no matter how good the relationship is no matter how good the sex is no matter how much the connection is if you don't learn how to communicate emotionally to your woman like there's some things that are not going to be the same in your relationship after a while because she's going to need that from you in the end and that's what i started learning when i was talking to random women with that said instead of going up trying to be the coolest guy Instead of trying to find the slickest shit to say, I started approaching it like it was my older relationship because I had learned so much from it that carried across, you know, how I uh, dealt with women on a regular basis. I'm like, well, how would I talk to my ex? And it's like, okay, what was the vibe when it came to my ex? We always had good vibes because we were compatible. So what would that feel like here? And I started trying to make myself more emotionally intelligent to the situation that was going on. So a lot of times. A lot of my interactions with women, we don't talk about a whole lot and we learn a whole lot about each other. Not what everybody's looking at. What do I want now? Because I don't want the, although I love that person, I still love that person. I don't want that relationship now. Even if that person were to come back in my life, I don't want what I had in that relationship. Things about it. Yeah, I did cherish. I did like. There's things about it that I wish I could carry over. But Mm -hmm. that exact construct of that relationship no that that should has to change that no i can't bring that into this so i did a lot of i guess you say soul searching on what i liked about relationships what i didn't like mm-hmm. i am actually really like i'm really proud of you that you got to that point where you had to question yourself <laughs> thank a you guys a lot of guys just like literally will dismiss it and go on to a next relationship and then they wonder later a couple years later why all my three relationships ended up the same way so the fact that you actually just you know at a young age uh you, you really like, okay, I need to figure out what the hell, you know, I want, what I'm doing. Uh, everybody um, are influenced by people, by family, by friends, like what, like, you should have this, you should want this. It's like, no, you have to figure out what you want. And, and when, like, for me, what changed me after my relationship is, yes, I went through a dark ass fucking phase for eight months. I mean, shit, I'm, I wouldn't even say I'm completely healed from it, but I'm definitely better than I was a year ago or two years ago. But it changed me to really not only get into my spirituality, but to figure out like, um, you know, getting my shit together financially, want, starting my own business. Now, I, you know, I'm getting to the point where I, I could do consider myself an entrepreneur and I do want to have a certain amount next year income wise. And, you know, I have like three jobs, et cetera. Like I want 
to get myself somewhere where I don't need a relationship to get there. Not that I depended on a man for money because I never did, but I don't want to depend on feeling fulfilled to be with a guy. Like I have to be with a guy to be fulfilled. I want to do all that shit on my own. But that's when I have to question myself, like, well, why do I want that? Is it because I really want that? You know, that's where I'm at right now. Exactly. Do you really want that or you just want somebody to be there so you're not alone? Right. Right. Why do you exactly. why do you feel alone? And and I take it to a point where I had to sit down and, and talk to myself about where I wanted to go with my career because I was like, why am I doing this? Because I became really competitive and I was like, because I love this shit. Like, I really do love it. And to the point where I'm, you know, trying to compete with my old me and yeah, I'm competing with the old me for what I had. Mm-hmm. And if I can beat the old me twice over, I know I'm doing good because I was doing good back then. And it's like, it's a, it's the best feeling ever. A good feeling that you get when you get to a point where you achieve something that you couldn't do before your life. Like if you buy a house on your own, you couldn't do that two years ago. You're like, I did this. I made this. You know, mm-hmm. it's a great feeling. You can't like, like no one else can give you that. Yeah. I feel like ending, I guess going towards the end of this. Um, I feel like we all are going to go through a phase where we're like, I hate life. I'm losing everything. I'm going through shit. Why, why is this happening to me? We have to like shift, I guess, reprogramming and reframing our mind to, to start manifesting and start wanting good things and believing that we deserve those good things. And then, you know, before getting there, ask yourself, well, what do I want? Why do I want it? Like, amen. Amen. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes. I love it. I love it. Absolutely. Start being selfish. Yeah. No, I like that. But they, they always say self, self care is not selfish. And a lot of people say, oh, that's, selfish like for example like if, well you're being selfish you're not acknowledging no i'm not being selfish i'm doing self-care which i'm gonna protect myself so if you want to call that selfish go ahead but i'm protecting myself and that's called self-care exactly <laughs> so, yeah no i really like everything that you said that's awesome um so if you want to say anything at the end of this all right so if you guys uh need any dating advice for men go ahead and check out my uh, youtube channel that's game for better and it's game the roman numeral four so i i i i better on youtube um you can also check out my my travel instagram while i'm posting a few videos and just look out for the next single i think it's going to be called send it send it's called, yeah send it a little dance anthem for the girls Ooh, i'm gonna check that out so i'm gonna see if i can get it played in jack's beach yeah. and maybe it may be too x-rated oh that'd be awesome no that that would be really good i want to check it out now all right, but yeah, so I'll put all that information on the bio at the end. And thank you so much for doing this. I know we've been talking about it for a while, and, and today, you know, talking about all the drama going on in my life today, I was like, you know what, let's just do it tonight. Hey, it's a new thing, the birth of something new for me. So maybe I might, it's Easter, maybe I might start my own podcast. I don't know. I'm doing a YouTube there right you now. There you go. With, I got four more to release, and it is rough. It's Dude, rough. It's so time-consuming. I just spent like four hours yesterday editing and then another two hours recording it before. And I'm like, I know. Jesus. And that's why I got a company to do my editing. Cause I was like, I can't fucking do this. I'm like taking my whole life. Like, yeah. um, I, I'm like that too, but YouTube takes a lot of time. <laughs> or, or like last night while I'm sitting there with my girlfriend, she's waiting. She got here and she, we was just chilling on Skype with friends and shit while I'm editing. And she's like, how long are you going to do this shit? I'm like, babe, I'm almost done. <laughs> I'll be at bars and I'm like on my phone. People are like, get off your phone. I'm like, I am working. Thank you. I mean, I, this needs to be out by midnight. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly, exactly. I hate that. But no, thank you for doing this with me. And um, please send me that song after. Thank you.